Hello. Shall we get into the incredibly strange creatures who stopped living and became mixed up zombies? No. Okay. Stopped recording and became mixed up humanities graduates. I'm Paul Salt. I'm the Pie Piper of Love. <laughs> and it's an episode with a five vaguely near it, so it's time for a blast from the past. And we're journeying beyond the whirling cyclone of the swarm, beyond the madness of Manos, and depositing ourselves all over 1964's. Holy fuck, look at the length of that prick. The incredibly strange creatures who stopped living and became mixed up zombies. From the innocence of music and laughter comes the twilight of terror. An unspeakable pit of dismal subhuman monsters who drool and gibber, moaning for the thrill of revenge. Incredible are the songs, the gaiety, the zombie stomp of those who will stop living. And then the mix-up, trickery, and the device to ruin. See the hunchback of the midway fight a duel of death with the mixed-up zombies. Turning men into monsters, twisted, tormented human vultures, yearning to kill. Incredible creatures clutching at the thin thread of their miserable lives. Human vultures, only the weird zombies remain. The incredibly strange creatures who stopped. Yeah, it's uh, Ray Dennis Steckler's The Incredibly Strange Creatures Who Stopped Living and Became Mixed Up Zombies, starring mm. himself. Yeah. Under the pseudonym Cash Flag, which hopefully demonstrates some of the sheer utter absurdity of the man. Hopefully. Does it help if we tell you he looks remarkably like Nick Cage? It might it might do. It it provided seconds of joy <laughs> in this film. Yeah. Not consecutive. Just spread oh, no. over the film. No, a chance to be a fine thing. <laughs> Uh, the film was made for very little money in and around an amusement park that knew how to play ball, featuring <laughs> a large number of musical acts by people who didn't know how to play anything. Mm-hmm. It was largely ignored by the world until it developed something of a cult following in the 90s, at which point some professional critics reviewed it with pithy summations like, Sucks! from Stefan Bigier <laughs> Stephenson. Stefia Bigier Stephenson, <laughs> writing for SBS.is. None of those are real. <laughs> None of that's a thing. Oh, that's his no, initials. SBS.is. Oh. The IS stands no. for is sucks. Oh, okay. I actually did read that review um, this morning. <laughs> and went, oh, okay. I mean, that does sum up exactly yeah. how I felt about this film. It's not <laughs> It's not worth the fucking time. <laughs> Spoilers, everyone. <laughs> it's worth exactly four letters. There's five. So <laughs> he really went above and beyond with sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't, couldn't even bother to count them. <laughs> Audiences, however, have been more effusive in their disdain. One S at Rotten Tomatoes says, Oh God, why? The title looks like ki- those kind of titles that look so bad and so weird that they sound good. But the movie is a piece oh. of dog poop that was recorded, sent to a studio, and played in various cinemas. Oh, the 60s. Yeah, they don't make them like that anymore. Recording, sending to studio, and playing in various cinemas. Not thanks to Netflix. Well, look, if the end result is the incredibly strange <laughs> creatures you barble, I'll go barble, barble, then fine. <laughs> I, I guess I'll take Roma. <laughs> A Roma, more like. My right, fellas. Oh, Come oh. on now. Come on. <laughs> Come on. We're talking about spunk or something. I don't know. <laughs> Probably. You know what he's like. Yeah. The film does surprisingly include the work of two Hollywood legends. 
assistant camera operator Laszlo Kovacs, who is a god of cinematography, having served as director of photography on Easy Rider, Five Easy Pieces, oh. and Miss Congeniality. Really got to stress assistant in this film, then. <laughs> oh, boy. It was like a coffee boy, more, more like <laughs> Well, the main camera operator was Vilmos... Oh, fuck, I meant to Google his surname. I'm just going to take a punt. Lanthimos. Well, the main... <laughs> The main camera operator was can- camera opera. I can't do this. What about the main camera operator, Paul? Well, let me What's tell you about name? him. His name was Vilmos Zygmond. Zygmond. Who's even better? He what? photographed Deliverance, The Long Goodbye, <laughs> The Deer Hunter, The Deer Hunter. Oh. <laughs> the Godfather. <laughs> he also did Cinematic Corpse, Heaven's Gate, and Maverick, starring oh. Mel Gibson. Oh. Uh, the two got to work together again on Close Encounters of the Third Kind, a similar project. And talked about this, I imagine. <laughs> That's a good long... Yeah. <laughs> hey, do you remember what... No. <laughs> no, I don't. And nor do you. Shut the fuck up and get off the spaceship. Now, the most famous piece of trivia about the film is that it was originally titled The Incredibly Strange Creatures or How I Stopped Living and Became a Mixed-Up Zombie. But it was sued okay. by the studio behind Dr. Strangelove or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb. Okay. And it was only after speaking to Stanley Kubrick's himself that Cash Flag agreed to change it. Which means that this movie oh. took up at least four seconds of the attention span of the greatest director who ever lived. And God damn it for that. Could have been thinking about chess or Seinfeld. Other things that Stanley Kubrick liked. So, Paul, you dirty, filthy pig. Eh. Uh, What's one thing about the incredibly strange title that stopped being amusing five minutes ago and became a tiresome bore that made you want to become an incredibly strange creature that stopped living and become a mix-up zombie? Um, the alcoholic dancer at the beginning. <laughs> Remember her? Yes, I she, do. She, she had lovely, strong legs. Oh, she did. Yes, she, she did. did. Very muscular. And we got to see a yeah. lot of them and some of her butt. Yes. <laughs> Fantastic. She could have killed many a man with those. <laughs> yep. Uh, maybe maybe she was a real dancer and they, they found her at the fair. <laughs> Where were the dancers going? <laughs> at the fair in the bin. <laughs> Used dancer bin. Plentiful resource for early <laughs> filmmakers. God bless them. Such as the Manos guy. <laughs> <laughs> Who found them and beauty contestants. All shoved up the same corner. The fair bin. Yeah. All right, Paul, well, that sounds horrific. What happens in that film that we're talking about? Oh, well, we start with a gypsy fortune teller who is entertaining a a fantastically horrendous drunk man who is is only interested in drinking neat liquor and insulting this woman and everything (laughs) she stands for. To pay him back for that, she says, right, I'm going to get my version of Torgo onto you. (laughs) My not quite as entertain mine nowhere near yeah. as entertaining Torgo yeah. to get you. Ortega. Ortega, she says, and Ortega comes in and sort of ba-ba-ba-ba. does something to him and then I wish. What was that? Nothing. It was a better film happening somewhere else in the future. Yeah. In the lawyer's office. In the fucking Texas lawyer's office overlooking the oil baron's estate. Oh God, even the mythology of Manos is more interesting than this. Yeah. Some guy who directs shit also directed this, Kill Surprise. Yeah. So, yeah, oh. we get the credits yeah. after he gets pummeled. And I noticed the credit, Son Hooker, and write that down. Nice. The, the credits for me reminded me of, um, oh, it, it, it's like if David Fincher was responsible for the credits to Hannibal. <laughs> yeah, it's the most impressive thing about the movie for me. Definitely, it was really good. Um, afterwards, we get a sexy dance by aforementioned Leggy Lady. <laughs> who goes yeah. back to her dressing room to find that there's a cat who doesn't give a fuck about anything. 
Yeah. That really upsets her. Yeah. No, no matter how softly the camera cuts to its adorable little face. Aww. No one, no one believes her. She's got a drinking problem. The stage manager says, look, we can't keep doing this if you're going to be pissed up all the time. Dancers <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> She's like, look, and, I've seen your other acts. I really don't think it's going to, it's going to yeah. be too much of an issue. I've seen the compare at work. <laughs> Fuck me, um, the compare. So good. Please sample all of it. My first night on the floor was a real spectacle. And that's the last time I'll drink before performance. The manager wanted to fire me, but he's a friend of mine, so he wouldn't fire me. I talked him out of it. But my wife did say, now she's really something. If I didn't stop drinking, she was going to leave me. <laughs> Boy, I'm sure going to miss her. <laughs> but, but you know, with my wife, there are two sides to every argument. My wife's and her mother's. <laughs> but they're really wonderful. Meanwhile, two of Nicolas Cage's haircuts are talking to each other. Yeah. And they both agree that they're going to go out with um, the main Nicolas Cage's best gal. Yeah. Who is busy hanging out in the 50s with her mum. And they do. He's a right old... He's an easy riding, oh, raging a bull of a character, boy. this guy. In he's his, standing on his car. In his baby blue Winnebago. Yeah, it's not Winnebago. It, sorry, it's a station wagon. That's the one. Family car yeah. of the eight of the fifties. <laughs> well, he's a subversive type. <laughs> oh, he is. He's actually very exciting. He does stuff like pointing at signs, bringing his weird mate on dates, <laughs> visiting a fun fair in the early afternoon, <laughs> throwing a rock at the sea, running and jumping. <laughs> yes, he's pretty sexy. What a lovely little skip he does as he. <laughs> Runs majestically across the beach. Like a anyway, happiness can't go forever, so they go to the fun fair. Yeah. And they go to the fortune teller, uh, the one from the film. Well, they're not the first ones to go there, because meanwhile, back at the sex show, um, the chick is getting really worried about the cat she encountered, and so goes to visit oh, the fortune yeah. teller. Fortune teller she's get, tells her she's going to die. She runs off screaming. We won't be seeing her again for a bit. Yeah. Then Nick Cage and his mate and his mates, girl <laughs> mates and, his and best gal. hair mates, show yeah. up and um his best yeah. gal and his best boy and they, <laughs> they cross her palm with silver yes and i think about they Bolton. yeah and they well they predict something something for jackie and then they say that nick cage is unpredictable <laughs> basically <laughs> they can't predict his future because some people are just like that i guess what do you want from me i'm fucking working a fairground <laughs> this was after they spent up to four hours on the same roller coaster because we see them on the roller coaster during the day, and then we cut to sex show, and when we come back, they're still on the same fucking roller coaster, and it's night now. What a Christopher <laughs> Nolan direct this! <laughs> Man, I'm sorry. One of the many details I'm sure I missed in my pure loading for this film. <laughs> the actress, sorry, she, uh, the dancer, when she turns over the card, and she's like, "It's death, isn't it?" No, it's the Ace of Spades. We all saw it. There was a close up. It's it's the Ace of Spades. Yeah. But the psychic. I knew it. She says. And then she runs off. <laughs> then she runs off. I'm gonna be in Motorhead, and she runs away. Um, <laughs> it's good and bad. The friend has a line. Why didn't she come back some other time, Jaya? To which I write the line. Shut up, friend. There's a reason you don't get to speak. Oh, must must be an actual real life friend of Dennis Steckler. <laughs> He's like, yeah, be in my film, whatever. So Dennis Steckler. Watch Sechler, all my pornos. Doing doing Cash Flow or whatever his fucking name is. <laughs> Ricky Cash. Cash fuck. <laughs> Nick Cage gets lured away. Yeah, <laughs> There's a bit. The fucking showman is like, okay, now let's get a glimpse of our main girl. And she comes out to no reaction whatsoever from anyone. Yeah. Which is fantastic. <laughs> um, apart from Nick Cage, because they, they lock eyes and he is yeah. entranced by her gypsy ways. Holy I'm pretty fuck. sure that's a line from the film. If um, not. <laughs> 
he says to his best gal, let's go in, let's see the show. And she's like, I don't want to. And he's like, um, didn't we agree we were going to do things my way? And she's like, it's not that. And I'm like, it probably should be. Yeah. That should probably As be a heads up, Jackie. complaint here. <laughs> but I thought we agreed that what I say goes. It's not that, Jerry. Has- didn't we agree that you're a bitch? Yeah, we did, <laughs> but I don't know. Uh. I don't like the way you were eye-fucking <laughs> that lady for seven minutes. Yeah. Did so I? many things wrong with their relationships. <laughs> and that explains why she goes home with Nicolas Cage's incomprehensible foreign friend. <laughs> and Nick Cage goes in to meet his destiny with a gypsy dancer. Yes, he watches the, the, the act previously, which involves erotic bobbing. <laughs> But it doesn't it doesn't compare to the next performance because when <laughs> Carmelita the gypsy dancer comes out the crowd go fucking wild in ADR. <laughs> and now we give you our exotic beautiful gypsy dancer Carmelita. <laughs> it just keeps coming back to this stoic audience, <laughs> pointedly not reacting. As the crowd goes wild on the speakers. <laughs> yeah. They're we cheering do- <laughs> and whooping with their mouth shut. It's amazing. It is fucking incredible. We do also get a cutaway of some weird moment, which I think pays off later, of one of the young sexy dancers being asked out by a 1940s gangster type in his 50s. It does, yes. And it's <laughs> the best exchange ever. <laughs> Great. Where are we going? Oh, I thought we could spend a quiet little evening at your place. I could bring up a couple of steaks and you could broil them. That's your idea of a big evening? I should slave over hot stuff cooking dinner for you. Why not? Hey, doll, how about you come to my place and cook up some steaks in your underpants? Oh, it sure sounds good. <laughs> Such a bad boy. Yeah, it, it, do, it does pay off, but only because... He's there when literally she literally had to. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway. She, she, um, he gets a message from Lily Von Stupp to say he wants to meet her in his dressing room. <laughs> from a and... fucking creepy butler guy. Yeah. He hands her the message, and I swear to God... From Ortega. From Ortega, and it looks like yeah. the message is from him because he just... Her signature's <laughs> at the bottom, and the top of the message is, come and see me behind stage. Ortega's yeah. just fucking there, like... <laughs> <laughs> He's a source one. He's a source one. So I, I was just distracted by a tree that looks like a person outside my house. Fucking hell, go out and kill it. Cage blinks a lot and then goes upstairs. He's trying to yeah. squint out the angle in here. And Cage goes upstairs, and it's like, hey, I want to have sex with you. And she's like, sure, just go through that curtain. Yeah, okay. Whoa! And then he's get-outed. He's get-outed, yeah. He's put into yeah. the... What is it? The um, sunken place. Yeah. Drunken place? <laughs> the drunken cage place. Yeah. And then Cage really loses the audience by stabbing the main girl to death during the act. Yeah. The, the strong-legged one. Yeah, the strong-legged one. And she, she knocks shit out of um, the other the one. The guy she, he was dancing with. Nick Cage loses a lot of goodwill when he does that. Also the Wicker Man. <laughs> yeah. Which he also does. That. <laughs> yeah. He was hypnotized into, into choosing every film that he was ever offered, yeah. regardless of acting style. <laughs> And um and yeah, case in point, the strange creatures he played Defong. He he then wakes up. He he goes into his fantastically red bathroom and then um <laughs> He checks the mirror to see is, if he's turning into a vampire. Yeah, not not as yet, but he doesn't remember the, what's happened in the previous night. What is happening to, to me? <laughs> Cheapies. Uh, and then he, he goes to <laughs> he goes to Jackie's house to figure out what happened. He asks the brother slash other love interest who's there. It's like, uh, where's where's fifties chick? Oh, she's over there by the pool. Can you can you not see her? I mean, it's, 
It's there. Oh, oh <laughs> thanks. Jesus. Pretty hazy night, mate. <laughs> well, you cut me some slack. <laughs> he goes over and, and she says, it, it wasn't very nice what you did. Yeah. He says, yeah, I know. This crazy thing, though, it wasn't really me. And um, she says... it wasn't. He was, he was, he was get outed. He was she get outed. She goes, I, yeah, I don't know what that means. I haven't... That film's not coming out for 70 years. <laughs> like, well, it's not my fault, you, you fucking bitch. And then he strangles her. He strangles her um, after her uh, umbrella swirling time. Yes. Which she does every day. She's got to keep up the practice. Yeah. Yes, which is, which is great. <laughs> and then, yeah, he just goes to strangle her and he thinks it's the dancer and then yeah. it's not. And, uh, and then either his friend or the brother rips him off and he runs away. Well, he almost kills her and then the editor kills the scene. Yes. <laughs> Whose real name was Marge? Was it Stronglegs? Because I've written down Marge, incredulously. Just Marge. <laughs> Somebody's fucking name was Marge. Could have been the dancer. I think it was one of the sexy dancers. Oh. He then goes goes on a runner. He oh, does yeah. a run. He does a runner and, and, and a wanna. And a wanna. And he runs he runs around town and then he cheers up a bit. And he manages then spends some time walking around pleasantly. <laughs> and yeah. then he walks past a 50s guy with a boombox. <laughs> Um, and then the, the news report says the, those, they're still looking for the killer. We interrupt this program to bring you a special announcement. Police are still searching for the bizarre murderer of Marge Nielsen. Of Marge. That's how I find out Marge. Killer of Marge. Killer of Marge. Strong-legged Marge. <laughs> of, Legs- of old leggy Marge. Leggy Marge, as she was known. Um, yeah. 23, he- leggy Marge. <laughs> Cage wanders back to the fucking carnival where they're still holding the show. Like the mm. next night. The body is still warm and on stage. <laughs> they haven't cleaned it up yet. <laughs> well, they just had the compare come on and tell some of his fantastic jokes and he quickly <laughs> cheered everyone up. I love his jokes. It does take me a good four seconds, though, for them to really fully land with me. But then I laugh. Yeah. <laughs> but then you laugh and then he, you see the, the joy on his face, that validation <laughs> that people finally getting his jokes. <laughs> I tell you what, though, the dancing's gotten a lot more erotic because they've moved from dipping to twisting. Oh, boy. Fuck yeah. I don't remember that one. (laughs) Well, they haven't all gotten the hang of it yet. (laughs) <laughs> one of the other fucking dancers goes to see the gypsy lady so ask some questions and yes says at one stage hmm you're very suspicious i'm suspicious of you anyway i'm gonna go isolate myself in a place off by my own bye i've got a date with a weird 40s guy yeah then the fortune teller gets her nick cage beast to go and kill this woman she knows too much yeah well, he comes in and it's like, I need answers. What have you done to me? Oh, I'll give you answers just through that door there. Oh, great. Oh, no. <laughs> Fucking idiot. You really are stupid, Nick Cage from the 50s. <laughs> he goes off to kill the lady who really must be desperate for accepting this date. Aww. This awful steak date. <laughs> but his his mates are going to catch up with him because the, the inexplicable friend says um, something like, I bet he's gone back to the fair. And yeah. um, she's and 50s gal says, um, that sounds like something he'd do. Like choking me. <laughs> oh, Nicholas Cage. Oh, choky fairground Cage. <laughs> Always doing that. And the mum didn't like him before he choked his daughter. Yeah. Um, Her daughter. Now she's okay. You've yeah. got to go help that young man. Turns out two wrongs do make a right. 
<laughs> I admire him now. He did it great. He really put his back into it. Not many people would have the pure balls to do what they did to you. <laughs> you fucking tramp. That's... <laughs> when you're meeting the girlfriend's parents, <laughs> you've just got to show... His boss. Decision, you know? Be decisive. <laughs> Doesn't matter what decision. <laughs> Start a nuclear war. Just stick to it. They'll respect it. Do a hate crime. Come in a cake. <laughs> just Come in the cake. <laughs> the cake. The one I made for you, my daughter's boyfriend. <laughs> I like that young man. <laughs> You get stuff done. He returns, right? He goes back to the fairground yeah. and becomes yeah. a zombie. He has poison splashed in his face, and um, that's how he becomes a zombie. That's how and he becomes then, a mixed-up zombie. He a mixed-up zombie. And, and then the family of Nick Cage and friends and his foreign friend and everyone basically in the <laughs> film up until now, the five people that they could afford to pay ten bucks to to be in this film, yeah. they all turn up at the Gypsy Fortune Teller's place. Yes. And after the zombies have quite correctly interrupted a really outdated African fucking pastiche stage show. <laughs> <laughs> the zombies are the PC brigade. They need to be They're stopped. the real heroes here. And they, um, yeah, and are they stopped? I forget. They're shot. A couple of them are shot. I don't know how they get rid of most of the zombies. The zombies kill the fortune teller and the, the weird dancer, the seductive dancer. They, they're dead. And Torgo is dead. Yes. So. Oh, no. It's just zombies now, but they only chase Nicolas Cage onto the beach where the young cop eventually shoots him after he's done writhing about a bit. After a 15 minute beach sequence. (laughs) I had to shoot him. I was really sick of his shit. (laughs) The scene wasn't going anywhere. I had to shoot him. just scared. This is Doctor Who. I've been watching Doctor Who recently. Good stuff. Um, Better than this. Um, Really? I should watch it then. (laughs) <laughs> yeah he, then he's dead he falls in the water and then he's not dead he comes out the water and then he is dead <laughs> it's the end then he isn't dead then he's dead yeah properly dead oh no yeah dead. now dead i mean he's moving and blinking and breathing but dead yeah and then yeah it's just he, he comes out of the water to die like a seal would <laughs> just so the camera can the the, the film directed by dennis steckler oh, can have me. its last shot focusing on dennis steckler the hero of this film dying <laughs> you mean cash pile yeah cash cash plops and it, it pans out with very dramatic hero music uh very expertly cut into the credits music before the credits actually come up really 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 didn't like that paul <laughs> No, this was one of the more boring ones that we've ever had to watch. It's so fucking boring. I mean, the plot of this could be a legit 90-minute film. Sure. It didn't, it, it didn't need the 15 discrete musical numbers <laughs> to fucking fill up 40 minutes of it. It's because there were no characters. The shit musical numbers from no, Pluto Nash. There were no characters to interact with each other. No. And so they just fell back on production. And I guess the director mm. thought, oh, well, if we put some songs in it, it'll fucking keep the audience's attention. Like an Emmanuel be distracted. Film. God. <laughs> That's it. The The only interactions we had, there was one with Nick Cage and his friend who I also thought was being played by Nick Cage <laughs> at the beginning, just with different hairstyles. He had um, his um, they were like, Peggy Sue hairstyle in that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. His friend Buddy Buddy Holly. It was... Um, they were they were talking about how they're never going to get jobs because that's the life for me. And then that's the only character building we ever had. Yeah. What did the gypsies even want? Oh, God. Knows. What was their motivation? They were just, just covering um... themselves. Like, what were they doing at the beginning yeah. when they killed that guy? Yeah. I mean, it's like weird chick comes, leg chick comes, leggy Marge comes. And yeah. she is told, 
you're going to die. And she panics and runs away. And then they just contrive to kill her. And they don't even bring her yeah. back as a zombie. Like, why? Yeah, why would they have to kill her? I, I think that we're going about this the wrong way, Paul, in trying to understand any of this film. Yeah. It's just it's just shit. It was. And it's there lazy. Was no... That's the worst thing yeah. about it. Is it felt like a lazy cash grab. Even the title yeah. is just designed to be like, oh, that sounds crazy. Let's go see what that's all about. And then it's nothing. Yeah. Well, I was reading up in, in a few of this Dennis Steckler's other movies, oh, yeah. uh, reviews that I just, I just like the look of on IMDb. And um, it seems that he cannibalizes a lot of his previous films, mm. puts them together in very abstract ways, and, yeah. and just re-releases them. Well, yes, he retitled this about 50 times, which is fucking amazing. You've got to imagine, 1972, you go into a cinema like, oh, let's see what this one's about. Hang on a minute. Mm. I recognize Nicolas fucking Cage. You've had me again. Because <laughs> this is before IMDb. <laughs> so anything yeah. can fly. And it's pre-Cage, really. So you're, so never gonna, you're not going to be like... There's that guy that I recognise for no reason. <laughs> Although you would, actually, because Dennis Steckler looks like Nicolas Cage, so of course you'd recognise him. <laughs> He's a very extraordinarily shaped man. It's, 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 yes. And that translates into the film because it's very poorly directed. <laughs> it's crazy <laughs> bad editing. It's as poorly directed as that man's face. Yeah. Get a hold on it for once, Dennis. <laughs> no, the editing is um, appalling. It's interesting camera work because you have got these two maestros behind the camera sort of in training and there's some great shots and some really moody lighting and stuff like that, but it's edited to fuck. Yeah, the, the number of times the music is just cut yeah. before it can reach its peak before the next scene. <laughs> yeah. And again, the, the ADR audience, diegetic sound is just... <laughs> everything is so fake about it and so poorly put together. It, it, it's so... Much more than Birdemic could ever hope to be. Yeah, but, but there's a cynicism It's not funny there. or enjoyable in any way. Yeah, James Gwen though, he really felt like he was making the movie. You know, he was making yeah. his birds, yeah. and this, this, it just felt like he was play. He was making Project Number Fifty Nine A. Yeah, you know, business proposal. Here's how I intend on getting cash on my yeah. investment. You know, it's, there's a real cynicism here, which I dislike. Yeah, Birdemic is charmingly shit. Yeah. And th- yeah, that's the main difference. And this isn't a so bad it's good movie. No. Pretty much bereft of anything decent. Yeah. Um, Except for some quick fire. Oh! Yeah, I'm done talking about this film. Yeah, we're done. Let's just quick fire. Because there are some good things. Like, no film is worthless. This film isn't worthless. There's some pretty fucking bafflingly weird things about it. But here are the things that are yeah. going to make it worth your while to watch The Incredibly Strange Creatures Who, etc. Starting with you. You idiots. <laughs> I think the aesthetic of the film was pretty disgusting at times. The, the <laughs> Ortega, the the mm. little trinkets that the gypsies had, and there were just loads of really horribly painted, gaudy, disgusting things that yeah. I was eating at the time, and it really made me... <laughs> Really put me off my lunch. Well, I'm trying to, s- to eat lunch here. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to say, the quality of the film really has an impact. Because I remember watching Manos the Hands of Fate when we were watching a miraculously somehow HD copy in which things <clears throat> really did look crisp and clean. Like, <clears throat> the memory of Torgo staring at the wife it still haunts me now. It was so crisp and clear. It could have been directed <clears throat> by Christopher Nolan last year. It's that good. In IMAX. It's, it's, it was fucking eerie. This, our copy looked like garbage. And that really yes. did depress me. Just everything's so <laughs> dank and dingy and, you know, yeah. flecked. It's upsetting. Just wasn't loved in the same way that exactly. Manos the Hands of Fate has been. So it hasn't had the same, yeah. you know, it's been rightly discarded. It's <laughs> garbage. But there were some interesting shot compositions, such as the really dynamic shot of 
gypsy chick picking up the poison at the very beginning where we see the poison mm. and then her hand and then her the poison bottle with her hand both moving there's a dynamic shot and it's right up top cool i really enjoyed the horrible drunk man's double take when he sees ortega come in <laughs> he does a double take and spits his alcohol all <laughs> over the place yeah it's it's a classic double take i can't <laughs> de- i can't deny its greatness oh a nice line from steak guy having invited oh, his yeah. dame along to um share in his delightful um evening he's got planned mm. it's all been a little bit weird and shit and then she's like what about the dishes and he says oh uh, i'll wash the dishes that was that was nice it was like a nice guy yeah. moment like i was like oh that's kind of sweet maybe Aww. i would go out with 40s gangster get man in his 50s yeah look the forties and fifties, different moral matrices <laughs> made up made up society, and a guy yeah. doing the dishes is a fucking diamond, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> and you could be fifty years older than the girl you were macking on. It's fine. Yeah, encouraged even. Well, that hasn't changed. You've got to bear your young. Yeah, that's true. Have you seen the mule? Have you seen Italy? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, we're going to hell. What what a great moment. Um, <laughs> I really enjoyed it when, quote unquote, Marge. Oh yeah, is her real name? <laughs> Leggy Marge freaks out over the cat, and she yeah. just goes, "Just get it out of here!" And then it cuts to the cutest close-up <laughs> of this cat. Cutest, but also just not giving a fuck, cat. Yeah. Aww. <laughs> cat. <You're> weird Marge. <laughs> oh, she's superstitious. Oh, I really fucking loved um, some of the hype man's bits contrasted with the actual act. There's a yeah. moment where it's something like, um, and now it's time for Susie with the golden voice. And she comes on and it's like, And now we give you the girl with the golden voice, Miss Terry Randall. And another point is like, You're in the fairground. <laughs> another point he's like come and see her dance that only she can do and it's literally just walking up and down stage taking her clothes <laughs> off da 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 hey da 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 hey yeah there you go look here's me tits yeah my god yeah that was fantastic okay, now I'm gonna put them away <laughs> hope you like that they bloody did couldn't you hear them <laughs> four seconds after it happened but I heard them I really did love the little jumps of Nick Cage as they're running down the beach mm. So joyous. He was so, so innocent. <laughs> this this bad boy, this supposed nerdy well. I do love the fact that he was supposed to be the bad boy. Yeah. I just love the beach, guys. <laughs> I fucking the love beach, it. Where all of your dreams come true. <laughs> Gee whiz. I think <laughs> the first line of the Wikipedia sum- uh, summary is something like Nick Cage and his best friends go for a trip out, a date. No, they go for a day out at the seaside. <laughs> and it's just a day out at the seaside. It's fucking amazing. Oh, oh. Good foundation for a horror film. And then they go to the fairground. <laughs> it's top Are you scene. listening, Jordan Peele? <laughs> Are you? He could make it work. <laughs> yeah. Good question. Most important question we've asked all year. <laughs> Something really creepy about the painted face guy. Just, I kind of like Nick Cage's dream after he kills the jick. And there's a guy yes. with a weird painted face who's just running madcap through the dream. And to me, mm. it was as if the guy was trying to find the dreamer, kind of like Inception. He's like, he's running yes. around through the memories trying to get, and you worry that he's eventually going to get to wherever it is that you're sleeping. 
get you whilst mm. you're still in the dream. It was um, or that he might somehow get out first, like in Twin Peaks. Yeah. It was yeah, it was it was really creepy the way he was just running through these scenes and not being seen by anyone. I actually really enjoyed the dream sequence. Yeah, it was very abstract and aesthetically interesting. Yeah, spooky. Yeah, yeah, and then contrasted when he wakes mm. up with that deep red that his bathroom was. Yeah, there was there was just three minutes of that film that <laughs> that like Dario Argento had got on his hands. <laughs> Excellent, very good. When Marge goes mm. to uh, do her drunkest dance yet, and she's fired. <laughs> the the stage manager goes, "You're fired!" and he walks out, and she turns around with a sort of dejected look on her face, and then immediately picks up a magazine that says astrology on the front of it. Oh yeah, and it just and the thought process that that <laughs> suggested to me was. Oh, well, at least I'll always have astrology. <laughs> oh, to me, it suggested, well, guess it's time for plan B, <laughs> astrology. I'm going to be Mystic Meg. <laughs> yeah, no, that's what I mean like, as yeah. a profession. <laughs> or or, or, or uh, at least I'll always have astrology. <laughs> Let's have a look at what my backup career was. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Shit. Um, there's a shot of Nick Cage going down the hallway, silhouetted in mm. darkness with a knife out and i think he's about to kill steak guy it was really mm. good it was very dynamic and he moves well yeah. is it worth just emphasizing that it's not really nick cage because we have been calling him that throughout it's writer director that guy cash yeah cash pile cash plug <laughs> they pulled they pulled out the cash plug for this one <laughs> cash hole it's all down the drain hi i'm cash um, hole cash <laughs> my mouth is open are you related to harry Shh. we don't talk about harry <laughs> don't talk about that black, hole. Sheep. black hole of the family <laughs> <laughs> very good thank you um his hypnotism scenes uh-huh. feature the camera repeatedly close closing oh, in on yeah. his face <laughs> with boing 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 <laughs> to suggest that his mind is being destroyed yeah the, the weirdest decision <laughs> directorially for that yeah and and then they re- they return to it later i think when he's either when he's about to kill someone or when he's fighting his urges the camera does the same repeated close-up of his face with <laughs> boing, boing. It's ridiculous. Amazing. It's very enjoyable. <laughs> Some of the zombies' faces were genuinely creepy. All malformed yeah. and weird. It was, yeah. Oh, yeah. Kind of sinister. And when Cage does come out and it's obvious that he's gone wrong, it was, uh, mm. yeah, it was quite good. Mm. There's one of the musical numbers that involved somebody revealing several dancers one after the other. Mm. Do, you, do you know the one I mean? When they're going, she's going around and revealing... Uh, drawing yes. curtains aside, and a dancer comes that's out. That's right. the bouncing that's, one. Yeah, that's the bouncing one. <laughs> yeah, and they're they're all quite feisty when they're when they're entering in their bouncy mm. ways. And one of them enters as she's just open mouth chewing gum. That was a thing. The director got them all to chew gum to distract from the fact that they didn't know how to dance, which is an incredibly really? naive thing. It says so in the IMDb trivia, and it's like, oh. what? They they thought that would distract. Like, fuck, they, she really doesn't know where to put her feet, but still, that chewing. Well, it did distract me because <laughs> I was charmed by one of one of them who was so messily chewing her gum as she entered the scene. <laughs> but to be fair, that's the only bit of the dance scene that I paid attention to. Oh, After they all go. came in and I realised that that was not where it was going to end, I then <laughs> stopped paying attention to that scene. Well, I can assure so, you that cause... there was much more bopping. Oh, no, I missed that. <laughs> all right, my last good thing is there's a shot of him at the very end when he's running madcap amongst the rocks and the waves as they crash all about him. And it um, goes on way too long. Mm. By which I mean seven minutes or so. Yes. But 
it is quite dynamic the the it, the the violence of the ocean around him they found a good yes time and place to do it because it was very dramatic they did yes yeah good good scenery shame about everything else <laughs> um shame about the face might <laughs> heard that way too often <laughs> we have one last joint good thing and it's the best mm. part of the film for both of us i think which is that we both really enjoyed the opening credits to the film it's um a weird drawing of a face which then gets more and more haggard and detailed as the credits go on mm. until eventually there's a crash zoom on its left eye which then fills with blood that starts pouring and then we cut away to the action and that was yes. very sinister it was like a david lynch animation if you look at his early films like six men getting sick six times or uh, the alphabet you see there's a lot of animation in early lynch and it was something mm. it was like something out of that it was very eerie yeah it rem- reminded me of very abstract credit sequences that i've seen in the past and I, I do i do also thought a lot of the david david fincher dragon go with the dragon tattoo for the <laughs> same sort of textured yeah um credit sequence is <laughs> yeah there was just a lot of good there it felt like something from a film that had a much better aesthetic taste it had a much better film around it yeah on the end on the end of it yeah <laughs> on the on the shitty end definitely well that's pretty much yeah. all we have to say about uh the incredibly strange creatures of blah blah blah, blah, blah. Did we remember to ask the OG team? Well, when I was thinking about the OG team, um, I just thought that no one would have seen it, and I forgot. Hey, sorry about that, everyone. We'll remember for next week, maybe. Uh, meanwhile, I guess I'll talk about my one better thing. The one better thing. Now, the thing about my one better thing is I am absolutely sure I've talked about it on this show before, but I checked the spreadsheet, and it wasn't on there. Do you remember me talking about Carnival of Souls? No. Maybe, <gasps> Maybe. But it might have been as a, um, it might have been in passing and not the main. Yeah, it must have been thing. because it's not on the spreadsheet. I did think about Toby Hooper's The Fun House, but I couldn't remember if that's any good. And reviews imply that it is not. So I went oh. with Carnival of Souls, which is another movie from the early 60s, 1962, directed by, sorry, written, produced and directed by Herc Harvey, a director who didn't really work much otherwise from this. Apart from in sort okay. of documentary films. And he's, it's a very interesting film. It's cheap and it's somewhat poor in some of the same ways that this is. It's, a, it's got a budget of like 33000 and it's um it's very scant. And it's got this bizarre minimalist organ uh, score. Mm. And there's something about it that just works so brilliantly well. It's very well regarded as a horror film. It's been cited by people like David Lynch and George A. Romero as a real influence on their work. And it's, a, it's, I should say what it's about. It's about a young woman who, um, after surviving a car crash that claims the life of some of her friends, she arrives in a small town in Utah um, where she is haunted and stalked by this strange figure called the man who's like all white and has this shock of white hair and he keeps pursuing her and she finds herself like wandering around and it, having these really weird interactions with other people and there's this extended sequences of her sort of having these nightmare situations like where it looks like everybody has the same face or she's wandering around a carnival that's completely abandoned it's a really creepy film um a real mm. sense of menace and an ups- it's like an upsetting nightmare there's something really powerful about it so mm. yeah i um I really highly recommend it. It's um, very creepy, and it's basically a good version of um, Incredibly Mixed Up. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Maybe I'll check it out. 
Yeah, it's only 84 minutes. Ooh. Ooh. My one better thing mm. is no more than 90. So we're on a... <laughs> no country a very... for old men. <laughs> no country for old women either, because my film is Anna and the Apocalypse. Oh, interesting. Um, now, Anna and the Apocalypse is either a 2017, 2018, or 2019 film, depending on <laughs> who, you, who you check and where you live. So, yeah, and <laughs> what you want from life. Put it on all three lists. Anna is a girl who feels suffocated in her hometown and is planning on taking a gap year to go to Australia, for starters, uh, before going back to university. Her dad obviously fights against this, and uh, all of this really quickly becomes irrelevant when a zombie apocalypse happens, and people in this small town are left to either go to the school, which they feel suffocate them, or to their place of work, um, and also accept the fact that they won't be leaving anytime soon. I thought of this after watching The Incredibly Strange Creatures You Mixed Up in the Zombies, uh, because <laughs> A, zombies, Yep. B, it's better than this, and C, it's also a fucking musical at Christmas. Holy fuck! It's a zombie romance action musical. Brilliant. It's great. Um, it's it's really, really fun. It's actually mu- music in there to tell the story rather than just filling the fucking plot up so it <laughs> runs down the plot. idea i know well you know they said la la land was crazy <laughs> developing character and emotion and shit nah weird just go film um, the meat raffle <laughs> it's pretty funny it's good gore it's really good songs in a gem and the holograms type way very good poppy musical numbers nice um, it's well shot. It's got Mark Benton in it, who you'd recognise if you Googled him. It's got Paul Kay in it. Oh, wow. As, Forrest as, the cr- as this crazy, uptight headmaster who, you know, for whom school is everything and <laughs> b- very quickly and obviously becomes the big bad. How the fuck is he playing um, that? On top of all these zombies. Yeah, it's, it's well done. It's a really cool idea. And... You know, don't fuck around wasting your time with <laughs> incredibly strange yeah. blah, 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 unless you really want to do what we do and find all the good things in films. <laughs> Just spend some time watching Anna and the Apocalypse. Yeah. This this last next year's smash <laughs> musical zombie hit of the summer winter, and, depending on a lot of things. And watch Carnival of Souls, and I think it'll learn a, it'll learn a place on your top ten list of films from 1962. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking for at least... Seven to fill that top ten list. So, I mean, let's start with Carnival of Souls. That, that, oh, I tell you what, 1962, Lance of Arabia. Oh uh, yeah. So that's probably going to be number one. To Kill a Mockingbird. Yeah. Okay. Piss off. <laughs> Fuck Whatever. Up. Whatever. Two of the best films ever made. Eat, <laughs> eat my butt. Ah, that was the one better thing. Eat my butt. Thank you for listening to One Good Thing. Yeah, thanks so much, everyone, for taking another trip into the time portal that we call the five episodes. If you want to get in touch, you can do so on Twitter and Facebook at OGT Pod. Um, we're going to be putting out the request in just one minute for well, <laughs> one minute and several days in the past by the time everyone listens to this. Oh, yeah. For, <laughs> if you want to tweet at us your favorite original soundtracks. Yeah, or just or soundtrack moment, perhaps, if that's what you're yeah. you about. Just something, not a song. And not like a, a use of a, a piece of music from somewhere else, but an original piece yeah. of music in a film. Tell us yeah. what floats your boat. If it's an improv piece of hip-hop that wasn't planned, then that's also fine. <laughs> if Childish Gambino was in there, go for it. Yeah, if Childish Gambino in The Martian suddenly turned around and went, I've got to get him off this planet. <laughs> so everyone doesn't think I'm a planet. Then it's... <laughs> That's also fine. He's growing plants in his own shit. <laughs> I would definitely eat it. <laughs> Why does Matt welcome, Damon everyone. keep getting lost in space? 
Um, he disappeared out of Interstellar without a trace. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he wouldn't be able to find the eyes in his own face. That's a tri- That's a triplet for you. There. <laughs> a rapping, a rap triplet. That's like the, the the side guy who comes in with his own extra lyric, and then every so often just comes in to go, "Oh yeah, <laughs> fuck yeah, <laughs> rapping." Better watch out. But yeah, if if you want to leave a review or tell a friend, anything you can do to spread the OGT virus, anything, it'd be greatly appreciated. God, ah, oh, good stuff. Yeah. Okay. I'm Paul Salt. I'm Paul Goodman. And remember, the one good thing. And we say this so that you don't have to find out for yourself. One good thing about the incredibly strange creatures that stopped living and became mixed up zombies is that it has a really good opening credit sequence. And then things start to turn south. <laughs>